Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Marty Leathers. I should call him Dr. Leathers. He just got his doctoral degree and he is the director of the Office of Workforce Development. So Marty, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Lynn. Tell me a little bit about what the director of the Office of Workforce Development does and how you got there. Yeah, so I've been in this role almost three years. I was appointed by Governor Eric Greitens. And at the time, I was under the leadership of Rob Dixon, the director of economic development. Since that time, we've done some restructuring of state government, all for the positive and part of our efforts to better align employment, training, education in the state of Missouri. What was that realignment? So that realignment was really the response to two initiatives, one called Best in Midwest and the other called Talent for Tomorrow. And those two initiatives really looked at how was Missouri performing as it relates to economic development and workforce development in the state of Missouri, and then how could we do better, and, and meaning how do we better align the different resources and pipelines we have to support access to getting to work and to increasing our skill sets both before work and while working throughout one's entire career. And so the idea of aligning employment training education to remove barriers to help more Missourians enter the workforce and to help more Missourians stay in the workforce and continually increase their productivity. So for us, it really was thinking about what was the infrastructure, what does the the water system and the sewer system and the electric grid look like in Missouri's public workforce system and economic development system in a way that uh, we can be more successful in achieving our outcomes. That led to a number of things, one being the largest restructuring of state government since 1976, and out of that was born the new Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development. That department is led by the Commissioner of Higher Education, Zora Mulligan. I believe she's been a guest. In fact, I think she has a great following from previous podcasts. Yes, she and, does. Um, and so I have the pleasure of working with her now, so no longer under Director Rob Dixon of Economic Development, but I'm now under the Commissioner of Higher Education as, as the Director of Workforce Development and the newly formed, um, in fact, will be a year old on August 28th, Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development. Well, it sounds pretty exciting. I'm assuming that that restructuring really has put the state in a lot better situation to respond to the huge uptick we've had in unemployment in the last six months. It really has. I mean, no one could imagine um, what we would have faced in, you know, February, early March with the onset of the pandemic. And just before that, you know, March, the week of March 1st, we had displaced workers or unemployed workers at a rate of less than 30,000 a week. Now, at the peak of uh, the pandemic in, in early May, we were above 460,000 Missourians. We're now around, and we've been at, since really early July, kind of stagnant uh, at about 350,000 Missourians who um, are unemployed or underemployed. Maybe they're marginally attached to the workforce, and they're seeking full-time employment, or unfortunately, they're temporarily or permanently laid off and seeking 
to re-enter the workforce. And so a significant change that happened uh, very unexpectedly, uh, you know, going from historic low unemployment, 3.2, 3.4%, which was a crisis in and of itself because we could not find workers to support the increase in need for workers in the state of Missouri. So now we have many workers in an economy that really, you know, is unlike a traditional recession where businesses really, they've slowed down, but at the same time, they've had to figure out how to continue to serve their customers. And so, you know, we look at consumption, consumption hasn't necessarily slowed down. So, you know, consumers are still out there and, and businesses are still functioning, but yet we have to deal with the pandemic as it relates to how do we get people to work? And then how do we now address barriers like individuals with school-aged children who uh, maybe can't work full-time or can't be at work because now they need to be home with their children uh, to support them through uh, at-home or virtual learning. So it's a completely different landscape. And, you know, back to your original question, did this help set us up for more success? I mean, I think absolutely. Um, are we perfect? No. We have a lot of work yet to do to continue to transform our public workforce system. But we took some integral steps to modernize our public workforce system in the state of Missouri and modernize state government. Uh, and part of that did include the launch of this new department. And you have some real challenges because some of this is services that are supplied directly by the state, but a lot of this is done by the local workforce board. So it really takes a high really? amount of collaboration between the state and the local entities to serve those people. It really does. You know, uh, you know, we have twenty-seven a network of twenty-seven job centers across the state. But those are managed by fourteen different local workforce development boards, and those are almost like political subdivisions. And so they have their own leadership groups and their own uh, local funding as well as formula funds that come directly to them from the federal government that then we oversee and we have to ensure that they're meeting regulatory compliance and that they're all in alignment with serving uh, our customers in uh, in accordance with the Workforce Innovation Act, which is the uh, Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, which is the WIOA Act that we support. So yes, you know, it, it's quite interesting because across the state it's done, you know, 14 different ways. So it's our role to create alignment and our role to ensure that there's efficiency in the system. But uh, uh, we rely very heavily on our partners to provide services to Missourians. And significant challenges, of course, with every layer of bureaucracy, there's another layer of challenges that we have to work through. And you literally have hundreds of volunteers that are serving throughout that system also on those local boards, the state board that all are involved. So this is not just a bunch of bureaucrats running around making this happen. This is business people who are involved in providing, uh, directing this. And that's the beauty of it because everything we do is, you know, my philosophy is it has to be employer driven. Never should government or education be telling industry and business how they should do things. And so it has to be the other way around. We've worked to really flip that model. You know, government has been very bad about making decisions in a vacuum and education has been very bad about making decisions in a vacuum or using you know limited information to make large policy decisions without engaging employers i will say the model that we have with our local workforce development boards which require at least 51 percent participation by local business and industry gives us that feedback and you know as chair of our state workforce development board and, and a longtime vice chair of our state workforce development board you've been able to see firsthand just how critical it is uh, and for all of your listeners, it's, it's the criticality of, of, of hearing from employers of, you know, what's really happening out in the workforce and what do we need to do to position our resources uh, and our policies to, uh, again, remove those barriers to help support business growth and expansion, to increase productivity of both our businesses and our workers and to help more Missourians enter that workforce. So 
So for us, it, it really is about leveraging our local partners. You know, it's interesting we think about the ecosystem we have with all of our partners, uh, including our local boards, including state staff. You know, there, there's over 1,100 people in the state of Missouri who make up the public workforce system, and it's, it's a lot of people who work hard every day, uh, either for pay or for volunteer purposes, to help ensure that, you know, Missourians have access to work and access to opportunity. Yeah, 1,100 compared to the numbers you were stating earlier about the folks who are actually taking advantage of this benefit is pretty mind-boggling. It really is. It really is. You, you know, you, you're kind of you're just slingshot out and you're shooting pea gravel at, uh, at Goliath with this thing and doing everything we can. From where I sit, you're all doing a wonderful job. But tell me, Marty, how did you get involved in this? You, you didn't walk out of high school saying, boy, I'd really like to be the director of the Office of Workforce Development. How did you get to where no. you are now? No, I had no idea what workforce development even was. And, you know, and, and many people, you know, still it's one of those things, how do you explain your job? And it's hard in any job to be able to explain that. But I graduated uh, high school, Cuba High School, so I grew up in a rural area. I'm a first-generation college student. In fact, one of the few people in my family who now even hold uh, degrees and the only one with advanced degrees. So I came you know, from a very rural family, very hardworking family. Uh, you know, for us, it's always been about not, you know, one job, but, you know, you have your one job, but plus your two or three other jobs that you do to, to keep you busy, uh, to, to help put food on the table and support your families. And I was fortunate to go to Southeast Missouri State University uh, and receive my bachelor's degree in political science and, and business management from SEMO. Uh, mm-hmm. From there, uh, I came back home to Cuba. Uh, father and I started a business venture together. Uh, we started a CDL training school to help people uh, that want to learn how to drive a, a truck over the road. We uh, started a company to do that. It was West Wind CDL Training Center. We did that for a number of years. While I was doing that, I, I you know, began to realize there's not a lot of resources for small business development. And so as a small business and an entrepreneur, we, we struggled just like anyone else to pay our staff and pay all of our bills and then pay ourselves at the end of the day got involved with local chamber of commerce uh, that led me to get involved in local economic development um, was fortunate to be able to found and launch a uh, rural economic development organization cuba development group uh, in 2009 um, that kind of uh, exposed me to the political game a little bit was elected in 2010 as a county clerk in crawford county and really what county clerks do is they're the local election authority so they're like the secretary of state but they're also the chief operations officer they handle all payroll hr um, they also support the uh, local commissioners uh, to manage all local policy. So it's, it's kind of the, the uh, business engine and the business hub of our county government. Served a term doing that, enjoyed that, but found that I was super passionate about economic development and then began to hear about this other piece of economic development called workforce development. Had an opportunity to go to East Central College and work as the director of the Center for Workforce Development there. Uh, during that time, I... I uh, I had just finished my MBA at William Woods and then began a doctoral program at Webster University, the Doctor of Management program. And um, during that time at East Central College, I, I participated in the Missouri Community College Association. And we, uh, that's how I met Director Rob Dixon. We, we spent a, a lot of time thinking about how can we make community college system better aligned to help support the needs of, of businesses. Uh, and how can that system really help train incumbent workers in the state of Missouri? A lot of resources help people prepare for work, but we never really cared what happened after people went to work to help ensure that they can stay in work and help uh, businesses ensure that they can uh, invest in developing and cultivating their workforce. So I spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, we launched a new statewide system that connected the community colleges to create a workforce development network. And from there, uh, Director Dixon was appointed the director of 
economic development, and then he referred me to, or recommended me, I should say, to Governor Greitens for this role, and the rest is history. Here I sit as uh, the Director of Workforce Development. So it's an interesting pathway that I never would have thought. I thought I was going to go to SEMO to be a lawyer, and uh, you know now I have a, a doctoral degree, and I work every day and thinking about policy and strategy and how we try to solve this public issue to help ensure that the, the economic prosperity of all Missourians can be something that uh, can be achieved. And so thinking and partnering every day about how do we decrease bureaucracy while increasing the outcomes for uh, our workforce. Well, it's really great to have someone like yourself that has a business background sitting in a spot that is not somebody who never ran a business, doesn't understand right. what business is like, that makes a huge difference for the employers who are involved in the system to understand what it is, and especially as we're moving forward with the new program that the governor has announced to return strong. And I don't know how many folks are aware of it or what the return strong is all about. So I would hope you could fill us in a little bit on what your piece of that whole initiative is that's coming out of Governor Parson's office. Absolutely. We're really proud of this initiative. This was our response to uh, the pandemic. And so we launched this on, on June 1st as part of the governor's broader Show Me Strong campaign. Return Strong really is about two things. It's about helping Missourians skill up and get back to work. So thinking about the Missourians who have either been temporarily or unfortunately permanently furloughed or laid off, it's about helping them take advantage of workforce development resources to skill themselves up. So if you have been temporarily laid off and you're going to get called back to work, then we haven't you know, we can serve you now and help you gain a new skill set or uh, increase your, your, your skill set in a certain area before you go back to work so you go back to work more productive uh, in a better spot than when you left. Or, if, unfortunately, if you have to pivot and take a new job, we can help prepare you for that. Even if that means going back to college. For many, it's not about going back to college. We certainly have those resources, but it's really about obtaining uh, industry-recognized credentials and doing things to skill yourself up so that you can improve your position in the workplace or move to that new job. The second leg of that is we've had to close all of our, you know, I referenced earlier the, the network of 27 job centers where we serve about 200,000 people a year. We're going to serve probably half a million people this year because of the uh, the situation, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, about the, the great recession that we went back to, we were serving about half a million people a year during that time period as well. You know, we had to shutter all of those and close those. Uh, we spent the end of June and, and really through even last week trying to reopen those centers. And so think about how do we reopen our job centers and reconnect those services and safely and responsibly have our staff go back to work. Right. You know, that network of 1,100 people who, who serve Missourians, we had to do that all virtually. And now we're starting to be able to do that in person again. So Return Strong really was about coming back as a state agency to better serve Missourians who are in really in a, in a state of crisis, in a state of need, but also help uh, leverage and uh, develop resources to help cultivate resiliency in our labor market and help more Missourians who either term- temporarily or permanently uh, are, are unemployed to get back to work. And, you know, it doesn't just stop when you get back to work. It's about staying with you while you're back at work to help you prepare for that next step while you're in the job. So, you know, we hear from employers all the time that they don't just need workers. They need workers who can stick with them uh, and they need workers who can be developed over time. We, we take that seriously and we want to partner with employers to help cultivate their talents and help develop and grow their talents over the long term. Now, Marty, for those folks who are listening to this, where do I go online to find out about how to tap into this? If I'm an employer to find people or if I'm someone who is looking for employment, where do I go? You go to jobs.mo.gov. So J-O-B-S 
www.mo.gov. Simple enough. Um, that is the, the, the big website uh, where all of our, our, our workforce development infrastructure is located. From there, there's some icons and a slider reel, which you'll be able to see access to Apprenticeship Missouri, which is our large apprenticeship initiative, which proud to say we're second in the nation, only behind California. And it looks like we should continue that now for a second year in a row as we uh, finish the end of the federal program year, fingers crossed. But you'll also be able to see access to return strong resources there uh, and all of our resources. And, and, and you can access any of our services virtually. You do not have to go into a physical job center. Um, you can do everything over the phone and online. But, of course, you can do it in person if that's how you prefer. Well, Marty, I really appreciate all of your hard work. It's great to have the opportunity to serve as the chair of the Workforce Development Board. And it's great to work with people like yourself and your whole team. It's a big challenge. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Lynn. It's an honor to serve with you, and thanks for the opportunity to share our uh, information with all of your listeners today. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www. Dot agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.